Blog Talk Radio. Talking to us uh, from on a Portsmouth throne right now. So I would have. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Elvis, you hear what I hear, right? I, I do. I do. Uh, what do you hear? I don't hear what you hear. What do you hear right now? You sound like you're in a bathroom, bro. What uh, is you that? Be eating that pot I, of meat again, I, man? I don't. I am not in a bathroom. You need to leave <laughs> that potted meat alone. <laughs> <laughs> If those floodgates are open, you, you take what? the time you need, my brother. What? Uh, I don't. Make sure I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it. I. I don't. Okay. I don't get it. I. I okay. I don't. SC Sports Podcast, sponsored by <laughs> Cola. <laughs> the bold look of sophistication. What? <laughs> I give up. I, I give it's up. It's all right. I, 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 got those tennis. 
You got, you got the Panasonic speakers hooked up over there, man? No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, I right. don't. I, I don't. Why y'all talking all no, this, this mess? Oh, you know what I No, nah, it, it, it's, it's true. I don't know how it's true. Well, you know what? Then fine. Yes, I am, I am sitting on a toilet in the lab. I built a bathroom. And I made it a bathroom now. I, I did, okay? It, I'm sitting it, right on the toilet. It sounds like it. Yes. It and, you know, like yes. I, I decided to do something different. Hey, man, whatever folks hey. vote. <laughs> I can't what, win. Whatever I, you got to do, man. You know, we, we're I, here to support you, I, you know. You know what? You know, Let me just, I, you know what? This, this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just ask a question. And I'll fix the damn audio. I'll try to fix the audio. <laughs> For real? Make you watch your hands, man. I want to hear a sink in the background. I want to hear that water running. So you're going to go flush your toilet and make it like it's mine? Is that that's what's happening? Hey, man. Hey, don't, don't try to put this on me. Don't try to put this on me. <laughs> this, is, this is going wrong very quickly. Okay. Right. NFL free agency, NFL free agency <laughs> is open, gentlemen. Uh, before yesterday, the Cleveland Browns took the spotlight. Minnesota has made a completely has changed their entire quarterback roster from start to finish. Uh, Detroit has released Eric Ebron. Uh, they've signed linebackers. Uh, the Eagles have made some moves. The Steelers have made some moves. Everyone has made moves. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is now a, a Jet. I'm just going to just open the floor and just let you guys go. What is going on in free agency, and what team right now has got their head scratched? Uh, head scratched for me, uh, as far as when you say head scratch, it's like like kind of like I'm I'm, I'm like, confused as to why they're not like, making more say, moves. Or well, well, it doesn't matter. Like Green Bay, for instance, they went out and got Deshaun Kaiser from Green from uh from uh, Cleveland. They let go of Jordy Nelson, but they went to go pick up a tight end and a guy who has hands of stone. He couldn't catch a lot of passes in Seattle. And we talk about Jordy, uh, not Jordy Nelson. I um, can't think of his name just that fast. But uh, they, they went and got a tight end. Uh, Detroit releases Eric Ebron for reasons unknown. Uh, Arizona gave $20 million. He can't keep a ball in his hand. I mean, <laughs> but they let everybody not- else go. They I, the head scratcher for me has to be Jordy Nelson. I don't, I don't get that. He's been the, he's synonymous with like Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's been in that system. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has made him pretty much a thousand, a thousand plus yard receiver multiple years. Um, his, his number one target. So to get rid of him while Aaron Rodgers is pretty much trying to recover from an injured season, I'm, I'm scratching my head as to what's the, what's the logic on that. I really, really agree with that statement. I mean, they, they make State Farm commercials together. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm, I don't know. As, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers seems to be the, the focal point and, you know, the, the face. I, it makes me wonder: Did he have something to do with this, or, or is his organization, you know, really taking a, a shift, a shift in gears and trying to, I don't know, trying to? I, I'm confused. That's all I can say on that one. 
very solid pickup for the Raiders, though, uh, considering their their team. I think they uh, they let Crabtree go, uh, so I think that that definitely makes room for Jordy Nelson. And uh, I don't know. This is hopefully this is the year Carr bounces back and the Messiah and uh, John uh, <clears throat> or J- yeah, you know, we're gonna see if he's really that good. So I don't know. It's a solid pickup for the Raiders. So but, uh, I'm still confused, confused, still confused from the Packers standpoint. So. I, I am curious, as I sit on the throne at the moment, I don't understand Sam Bradford. $20 million okay. for one year, Arizona. I guess the confusion part of that is when, when they signed Sam Bradford, when they announced that Sam Bradford was going to be on the team, there were other quarterbacks that were still out there. McCown was still out there. Uh, I would say Keenan was out there. Um, I want to say Teddy Bridgewater was out there. There were some other quality quarterbacks that were there. Sam Bradford has ridden the bus more times than anybody else in the league. This dude has been on the bench longer than any other of the, I guess, bench riders that are out there as a quarterback. He has made more money than some of the starters that are currently in the league. How is it that Sam Bradford got $20 million in one year from the Arizona Cardinals? Before you answer that, I understand that Arizona's offensive line is depleted, I understand that they lost their Johnson, uh, uh, David Johnson, uh, through the season. I understand that, but they still have a stud offense of linebacker. I mean, not, not linebacker, running back and receiver coming back in Arizona. And you give them Sam Bradford. I don't, I don't understand that. Can somebody please explain that to me? Um, can't explain it, man. It's uh, I've watched him go from Philly. Mm-hmm to Minnesota. Now he's on a move again to Arizona. It's it's been it's been a constant man. He can't stay healthy and I, I'm not I'm confused too as to why he's getting twenty million dollars. I mean, we know this is a beloved position, the quarterback position that is, but I, I can't agree with it. And the fact that he had, was released from Minnesota says it all. Minnesota pretty much released all their quarterbacks. I mean every last one it's it's Every last one of them. So, that's just right there. That's a red flag for me. And, unfortunately, his entire body of work consists of injuries. I mean, he looks like a literally, literally a younger version of, I don't know, Carson, uh, what was it, Carson Palmer? Was that his name? Who was literally of old age and injury-ridiculed seasons. Like, that's. It seems like they replaced him with the with the mirror image of himself from last year with with Sam Bradford. Oh, you're talking about uh, Palmer from when he was injured from uh, Cincinnati to Oakland. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm talking about when he came over to uh, to Cardinals. Man, he just he just looked old and washed up, and he was just you know the injuries had just settled in, and you could just see it on him. He he didn't perform well. He did, and I just I see this being a repeat situation for Arizona. You know, given that they don't necessarily have the pieces that there to keep Sam Bradford upright, I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out. And they, they literally invested a huge chunk into, into him. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what happens. TV, jump in there, man. Sam Bradford, twenty million dollars one year. So obviously, I would say the signs look like that. I don't know. Maybe they may go draft and, uh, a quarterback, and, and maybe this year or next year. But you don't tie up twenty million dollars to that guy, though, right? I mean, are we just tripping, or is it something to it? 
I mean, we got to remember something. It wasn't that long ago when Sam Bradford uh, set an NFL record for, uh, I believe, completion percentage, percentage uh, when he was with Minnesota. So with this pick, I think what Arizona is doing is giving themselves insurance. And I think they will – I think chances are they will get a quarterback out this draft. And if something happened to Sam Bradford, plug the rookie in and, you know, let him do his thing. But for right now, I think this Sam Bradford pickup is just pretty much insurance to protect themselves. It's not a long-term – it's not a long-term, long-term thing with Sam Bradford, the fact that he has a one-year contract. And also, keep in mind, me, Larry Fitzgerald's on the end of his career, too. So I don't expect a lot. I don't expect a lot of Arizona. I don't expect, I don't, I'm not expecting a lot of out of Arizona going into uh, this season coming up. So I think it's one of those things where, like, I think I think we I think we're I think we are overdoing it with this whole Sam Bradford situation. Okay, sure. So how about we go so, to the AFC then? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wow. Just wow. I'm sorry. I made a comment about you being on the toilet. Just. Shut up. Let me have a comment. <laughs> go ahead, McGriff. Sorry, McGriff. I mean, I'm just. Geez. Here we go. Um, yeah, I would have to. Uh, excuse me. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I would have to agree with uh, with TV on this. Um, I think that the Cardinals are just really having a CYA year. Um, you know what CYA means, right? <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you know what? C-C-I-A. Well, C-C-Y-A. C-Y-A. I know it's what it means. I know what it means, McGriff. Okay, I just make it here. I mean, if all, if all of us, you should know since you're the one that's in the bathroom right now. Um, yeah, I, so I think that they are just not trying to be the Cleveland Browns this year. They're trying to cover their asses and make sure they just – can win some games, um, so like TV said, they're trying to revamp some things. You know what I'm saying? If the rookie don't work out, that they're getting the draft doesn't work out, they still have a somewhat strong quarterback that can at least get them some game wins, and they can look forward to the uh, 2019 season. Okay, sure. So then let me flip it over to Tyrod Taylor. One-year contract remaining with the Cleveland Browns. He was signed for two years, $30 million with Buffalo. They used a third-round draft pick for him. Are you using that same narrative for Cleveland? Because I don't think that that's the narrative, at least for Cleveland, that is. I understand Arizona and Sam Bradford, but not Cleveland. Ah, uh, no. I think Cleveland is grasping at straws. Okay. Fellas, that TV, BLs, which Tyrod Taylor, same scenario. I mean, he, he wasn't a free agent, but he's $15 million in. I don't think that – honestly, TV, I'll just say this. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I think they continue to build defense-wise. I think Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable quarterback. I think that he was having a great year before his head coach pulled him um, from a game or, or, or to, to start Peterson over him, and it's just never been the same. I think that Tyrod Taylor gives you an opportunity to stay in games. He may not win you a lot of games, but he will give you a better option at the quarterback position than what you would get from the draft if they decided to go in that direction. Um, I think it's a, I think it's going to be the same situation that we were just talking about with Arizona. I mean, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be the franchise quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Again, it's it just it looks like a lot of teams are just basically saying we're going to cover ourselves, but whatever skill position we need in this upcoming draft, we're going to get that skill position player 
And then depending on how the season plays out, you know, if something happens to our our starting skill position player or if we're not in contention with a playoff spot, we're going to give that rookie a chance to get some game experience. So, yeah, Tyron Taylor, I think he's going to give you some opportunities to win a few games or so, but he's not the – He's not. He's not the fix that that the Cleveland Browns need, basically. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, uh, Ellis, thoughts? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's a trash <clears throat> decision um, to bring him over there. I, I feel you know. I feel like he will be serviceable, but it's too many holes in in Cleveland, and you know, I think if anything, I guess it's a decent move. I mean, I don't see anyone in the draft from the quarterback position that that appears to be better as far as skill set and capabilities than Tyrod. So it's, I just still think that it's, you know, they they made a decent decision to put in a mobile quarterback that is serviceable and has some experience, has some NFL experience, and pretty much helped get a get a team to the playoffs last year with Buffalo. Um, so. We'll see what happens for Cleveland. I'm not expecting much out of that camp. Uh, and I think I think more so for them, I think they're doing it right. Tyrod, I can't be upset with Tyrod Taylor. He hasn't been injured. He's, uh, he's you know, he has progressed in his ability to read and, and, and react. There's questions, but there's not question of availability, um, which I have huge questions with uh, Sam Bradford. So I, don't, I, I know you guys said cover your behind with the Sam Bradford thing, but – I disagree. I think that's just a terrible decision. I think you'll probably, you know, and I'm not wishing this on this man, but it just appears he's going to be done in like two, three games, essentially. And you just invested $20 million in him while you literally cut Adrian Peterson because you didn't want to pay him 700 k And you get this man 200 or $20 million. And you cut Tyron or uh, the Honey Badger as well because you didn't want to pay him. So I, I don't know. I'm looking at Arizona and I'm, I'm not impressed. Any thoughts on that, folks? I mean, again, a quarterback position is where you're going to get a good two, two to three years out of a running back. With Agent Peterson, I mean, he's give, he's given he's 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 given the league a lot of good years, especially majority of the time in Minnesota. But with Arizona, I mean, what, I mean, what are we expecting out of a guy that was he thirty in his thirties now? So when a running back hits, you know, when a running back reaches his 30s, he's no longer, I guess, useful. I mean, he's pretty much at the end, at the tail end of his career. I mean, even at the age of of 27, 28, a running back is pretty much at the tail end of their of their of their career. So I'd rather pay a guy like Sam Bradford, knowing at least he's going to either keep me in games or win me games, than bringing the than have to pay a Adrian Peterson, who has been who's been up and down ever since he left Minnesota. And as far as the honey badger, I mean, he at one point he was, he was one of the better safeties out there. But so far, man, I mean, he's just been injury prone, injury prone the past two to three years. So uh, every time we talk about every time every time we talk about Arizona making a run, the first it seems like he's the first person to to go out on go out on injury. So um, I I could say I'm the same saying, thing about that quarterback that they just brought in there and, and Sam Bradford. Yeah, but Sam Bradford has actually won me games. You can, but Sam Bradford actually won me, has won games. That's not Sam the issue Bradford about winning. Has, Honey Badger has made an impact when he's playing. I mean, I can okay, say you're making, you're playing, making for but, Sam Bradford. 
But Sam Bradford has played more games the past two or three years compared to the Honey Badger, has he not? I, I would have to disagree with you. You can put well, the stats in and put me wrong. Fair I enough. Mean, I'll, the I'll, past, talk, the past, I'll talk to do that. The past two or three years, the past two or three years, what has what has what has Tyron Matthew done in this league? Like, let's just be honest with ourselves. What has he done? I agree with that. Last last what season, has, he was what, very uh, very very invisible, very invisible. I agree. Has has he really made a difference on that defense? I don't think he's really made that difference difference on that defense. If that's the case, they wouldn't be eight. They wouldn't have been eight and eight in that division. I, mean, I, I feel like he, uh, he had sixty six tackles last year, a sack and two interceptions with with the with the injury. I mean that's that's very serviceable. I mean I feel like that's the same thing we're saying about yeah. Sam Bradford. Well, serviceable and eight eight is serviceable and eight eight is unacceptable. Then. I mean, you know, I mean Arizona Arizona has been picked the past what two or three years to be that team to go to the Super Bowl. And every time it starts with that defense, as far as collapsing slowly but surely, I would agree. And it seems like it seems like, it seems like, like Honey Badger has been, has been that main guy when it comes when it comes to the, to that defense collapsing. I'd rather pay Sam Bradford one year twenty million. I would agree to the standpoint of you saying that they have been uh, the defense has always been very good in Arizona for the last two three years. They've always been good. I don't know if I would say that they've been a Super Bowl pick, but definitely in contention of winning the, the NFC, you know, championship. So I agree with that. But the Honey Badger, I, I'm, I'm agree with you on the whole as well. He's been injured, and he has not made as much of an impact on the game as Sam Bradford did last year, not this past season, but the season before with Minnesota when he made the, when he completed all those passes. To be honest, I I agree with TV on that. I'm just saying, your boy. Boy, Sam Bradford didn't even play most of this past season. He got beat out by Case Keenum. And the large part of him getting beat out was because he was unavailable due to health. I'm, I'm just saying, like, both of those dudes, in my opinion, they, they kind of have that similar situation in regards to the injuries that have stacked up and have been consistent. Um, one plays quarterback, so I get it. It's, a, it's the, it's the co- covenant position. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. So, I mean, I, I get that. I'm just saying it just it's mighty ironic that we we invest twenty million in the Sam Bradford, no questions asked, but cut Tyrod Matthew because you pretty much told him you wanted him to take a pay cut and he didn't want to, so you cut him. And then Adrian Peterson, you literally cut him too, just to you know, prevent from having to pay a, a bonus to him of seven hundred and fifty K. You know, grand scheme of things, that's peanuts. You know, but it I, but you know, but Sam Bradford is it's a, everything's a go for that man who has very questionable health. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I just thought, you know, I, just th- I think it's funny, but that's just my thoughts on it. Understood. Fair enough. I'm looking at the stats. I just can't. I just can't recall. I just can't recall a season where Honey Badger actually stood out as a, you know, I was going to say a top five safety. I can't recall a season where he just actually stood out. I can't recall a season where he just actually made the diff- made a difference for that, you know, for, for that for that Arizona team. Every time I look up, Arizona's eight and eight, eight and eight. They go eleven and five. Get put out in the first, get out, get put out in the wild card. So it's kind of like, and, and let's let's I not mean, forget, honey, honey mm-hmm. up in age too. By the way, is he not? He's up in age. No, he's not. So no, he's not. No, this will be a six. This will be a six season. This, he'll be in the six season. So, he's he's played in five so seasons. How, so how old is he then? He'll be what twenty? Twenty five. Twenty six. Twenty seven. He'll be twenty six next okay. season. Okay. 
So he still got some years left. Okay, then I take that yeah. back. But again, you haven't. I mean, what has he done for me? I mean, he played all sixteen games last year, man. He had sixty six uh, uh, tackles. No, yeah, but, that but, was, but that's but that's but that's but that's last year though. Hold on, for TV's point, though, for TV's point, when he was just playing free safety, okay, in 2015, he had five interceptions. He forced a fumble, had a couple of sacks, uh, even scored a touchdown. That was his best season in, two, in 2015. Since then, he hasn't done much. He's played in 10 games in, in 2016. He played in 16 games last season, all season long, but he only gave you two interceptions. So in the last two years, he's only given you three interceptions, 26 games, and it's, it's not much. I agree with TV on that standpoint. I do. The defensive line has actually been better for Arizona than the secondary has, and, and, and he's responsible for that. Glover Quinn is a better safety than Tyron Matthews. And Glover, I'm just saying. You know I don't agree with that because he's a Detroit Lion. But stats, I hear but the, 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 the stats, stats don't hey, lie. The stats don't. You go look at Glover Quinn stats compared to the Honey Badger stats. I guarantee Glover Quinn will win that every time. Glover Quinn definitely have better stats. I I will give you that. I I, I will. I just I agree with what, what you're saying, TV. I think it was a head scratcher for Arizona not bringing him back. He may not have been. Um, a gangbuster, if you would, and made a, made a huge difference, but he was still a threat at the free safety position. And I think any team that he goes to, he'll start, and he will be just that threat. Maybe he got tired of playing for Arizona. Maybe I mean, Who knows? Maybe the scheme just didn't work for him. But you're right. Based on the stats, three interceptions in the last two years, Ellis, that's hard to, hard to, hard to argue with. No, not making, I'm not arguing. I'm saying that I think he was still worth keeping on the team. And I think that especially if you think Sam Bradford's worth bringing 20, paying $20 million for his services and contributions in the NFL, like I just I'm, – I'm, I'm not convinced at all with Sam Bradford. He lost his job last year, and when he was healthy, he stayed on the bench because it wasn't worth putting him in. Now, and all three of those quarterbacks are gone. But you're making fun of Case Keenum. Case Keenum took his team to the NFC Championship game. I'm not making Just fun saying. of him. What I'm saying is, no, you say he lost his job to Case Keenum. That's what you said. Third string. Yes. Okay. Well, he was injured, right? So I remember a game where he literally took himself out the game because he was injured. You know, or he didn't. You know, he just felt like he wasn't there. You know. Now, mind you, I don't know. Jay Cutler gets labeled as just what he is, and he's trash, in my opinion. Um, Sam Bradford's the same demeanor to me. He has the same demeanor, deer in headlights. Whenever I look at him. He doesn't look like a leader. He just, I mean, he looks like he's just there to collect the check, and he's always injured. And, I mean, for some reason, he steady gets jobs and opportunities as if he's putting up numbers, and I, I'm, I just I don't see it. Do you think he did what uh, Aaron Rodgers should have done, though, knowing that he wasn't back at 100% and he should sit out instead of risking nope. hurting himself more? I think we had an argument on this, too. Aaron Rodgers was still your, the best chance you had. He was significantly better than their backup. Okay, yeah, he was the best clear. chance they had, but should he have been out there? For me, yes. I mean, I say yes. If he's medically cleared and for some reason, like, that team is all about Aaron Rodgers. They, they, they bleed whatever, bleed Aaron Rodgers. So if he's out there, potentially that helps to – Energize the rest of that team, and they needed it. So he's he's out there, and then ultimately that should help 
motivated his teammates, motivated the offensive line to step up their level of play to protect him, motivate his receivers to get off the line quicker, to get open for him. In my opinion, that's what type of player he is. And if that's the case, if he's medically cleared, then put him out there. Okay. So I'll just ask this question. And Dominican to Tyron Matthew, Sheldon Richardson, who gets picked up first? Hmm. You're talking about uh, three guys that all had impacts on their team that was supposed to have impacts on their team and they did not. You're talking about disruptive guys. You're talking about guys that d- did not perform very well at their mm-hmm. key positions. All three of these guys, Sheldon Richardson and Dominican Sue, Tyron Matthew, who gets picked up first? Who's the youngest out of the three? Would it be Tyron Matthew? I think it would be Dominican Sue. Let me check. I'll check. Because I feel like if if Tyron Matthew is the youngest, because right now, yeah, see, Adam Pitts, who's 31? Yeah, he's 31, yeah. Tyron Matthew. And who was the other one? Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson is 27. So, so Tyron depending is the on youngest. the team and depending, depending on, yeah, depending on the team and depending on what that team, you know, if that team is a, uh, you know, a playoff contender or whatever, I will go. I will go with Tyron Matthew. You know, Dominican Sue will be a bad pickup, but he's going to be carrying a lot of baggage from his from his stops, his stints in Detroit and Miami. And then same thing with Sheldon Richardson too. But Sheldon Sheldon Richardson is only twenty seven, so uh, it will be Tyron Matthew, Sheldon Richardson, then Dom, and Dominican Sue being picked up in that order. I think currently currently no teams are interested in a Dominican Sue. No team is interested in can you, Can you? Can you I mean, he blame did him? it to himself. <laughs> he he did. did that to himself. He did. Like he had the controversy he had in Detroit, and then yep. he went down to Miami, thinking he was going to mm-hmm. be just the new hotness down there. And Go he preach, brother. Mm. He flopped. <laughs> he like, flopped. The best bad. thing that Dominican <laughs> Sue could have done is try to stay in Detroit, but now. Nobody wants him. Like he is he, like like you said, Chris. Too much baggage. So let me just now, let me just ask you then. Would the Lions go out and pick him back up? I was I just about to ask back. you that. I was just about to ask. <laughs> I you. was the, not going to pass him. Should they go get him? Yeah, they need they need the help on the D line. Yeah, and don't pay him either. I'm with it. Yeah, give him give him like a hundred thousand dollar contract. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And Dominican Sue, his best year in Miami was in 2015 where he had six sacks. He's declined ever since then. Last season, he gave you only 29 tackles, loss for tackles, TKLs. That's it. Assisted in 19 tackles and only 4.5 sacks. When he was in Detroit, he was giving you 10, 4, 8, 5, and 8. Mm-hmm. Waste of talent. <laughs> Waste of talent. Let me competition is competition is definitely different in the in the AFC as it is to the NFC. True. I, I true, but I, I still want to say that he 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 slept. You want to talk about Randy Moss when he said, "I play when I want to in Oakland." This this is Indomitian Sue all day. You know who he reminds me of though? TV, the one hundred dollar or the one hundred million dollar man, Albert Hainsworth. Just the difference is, and Dominican Sue is in more shape than he was. 
is just as lazy as Albert Haynesworth was. Agree or disagree? I want I want to say he's lazy. I'll just say if you if you if you recall years ago when maybe after Dominican Sue's second or third year, you know Warren sat, you know a Hall of Fame defensive tackle uh, was critiquing Dominican Sue's game and basically said basically said. You know, Dominican Sue is not built like your typical defensive tackle. You know, he's, he has a solid build. But the thing is, his technique to get to the quarterback hasn't changed. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't work on different techniques. And then if you look at him in past situations, it's, the, it's pretty much the same technique. It's pretty much the same, you know, the, the same attack style. Even in passing, you know, it's like, okay, I mean, even in running, you go after the quarterback, but he's still trying to get after the quarterback. So with that being said, Teams figure figure out how to how to scheme for Dominican Sue, and after that, I mean, he just became he just became you know a, a, a non-factor. I mean, you just went dude, you just went down the numbers for Miami. I mean, he said his best season. I mean, his best uh, season in Miami was when he recorded only six sacks. Compared to here in Detroit, you know, the most sacks he had was ten. So it tells you that hey, you know, a coaches personnel they catch on. You know, if you don't change your technique. You're pretty much irrelevant, and that's why nobody's really trying to go after Dominican Sue. Mm. If I'm Detroit, I will go after him. You said you wouldn't before. I wouldn't. Nope. I wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just curious. We we always see the boomerang. I just thought maybe, hey, maybe. Although I did yesterday scratch my head and try to figure out what the hell Detroit was doing. I have no idea what Detroit is doing. I don't know. You say that Eric Ebron, um, Aaron was you know worth letting go. He couldn't catch a pass. Well, their secondary, Mr. Fells, who had 17 catches, three touchdowns, and caught some of the clutch passes in his 17 for Detroit, they also let him go. He's a Cleveland Brown. They also let another tight end go. Currently, the Lions have one tight end on their roster. What are they doing? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Anything's possible in the NFL. I just, you know, I tried with Ndamukin, too. I did. Last question, gentlemen. Kirk Cousins, officially a Minnesota Viking, mm-hmm. good or bad? Indifferent for me. I've been indifferent Indi- his indifferent. entire career. Yeah, yeah, man. I just, I, I don't know if he's good or not. <laughs> I mean, I, he's. So I'll he, give you a fun I mean, stat numbers, about his let, numbers. Was, let me give you a fun stat real fast. There's only two quarterbacks that has thrown over four thousand yards in the amount of touchdowns that he's thrown in the last three years. Only two quarterbacks have done that. Kirk Cousins is one of them. Mm-hmm. And he's been betting on himself for the last three years. So what 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 is it that you don't know about Kirk Cousins at this point? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe the fact that it it, it hasn't resulted in the team actually being good and the team being consistent. And I don't know. Most of the time, if you you factor in great play at the quarterback position, it usually translates into you know the rest of the team being pretty decent and overall being a, a, you know, a playoff team. I know they made the playoffs, um, was it a year or two ago? I think the last two years they, they have not. And uh, personally, I don't know why Jay Gruden has a job, but previous to that, they did win their division. Um, and, and, but that's, that's, that's years ago at this point. I, two straight years that, like you said, he's had two breakout years statistically, and it's been two years that they have not even sniffed at the playoffs. And they've been the worst team in the division. I, I don't – uh, to me, I, it's just, it doesn't – like I said, I'm indifferent. So, 
2016, they were 8-7-1. and one. They were a game and a half behind the Lions when the Lions went to the playoffs in 2016. So the year before that, they were 9-7 and seven when they won the division, and then obviously they were 7-9. and nine. A lot of that was not Kirk Cousins. They got rid of his weapons, and the defense underperformed. But you still blame that mm-hmm. on Kirk Cousins? Again, I'm indifferent. I can't because the numbers suggest that, you know, for the position he plays <laughs> – He's efficient, and the numbers would suggest that he plays at an elite level. I I don't know if that's translating to wins. And then personally, from what I've heard, and, you know, it didn't seem like the locker room was behind him either. You know, most of the time you hear about quarterbacks, the locker room is behind him. And mind you, watch his locker room is just sadness anyway. But it didn't seem like his teammates were overly sold on, on him either as, as the leader of that organization or the leader of that team. That's that's just what I took. I mean, at the beginning of the game or beginning of the season, there was hella frustration with Kirk Cousins too because he came out there and was stinking it up for the first two or three games of the season. And there was almost some controversy there in regards to if he was that guy or not. And that was even going back to last season. Now, he did get it together, and once again, his numbers look cute on paper. But I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I, I still have questions. Fair enough. And I think I think he's in a good place. That is that is that has a disciplinary coach. Uh, well, they're a well-oiled machine on defense. He has a, you know a few weapons on like the receiver position. So I think this is this is a good place for him. Would I pay him eighty-four million dollars? Probably not. Guaranteed what? eighty-four million dollars. Guaranteed. I think it's a, a incentive in there. He potentially can be up to almost like ninety million. So yep. I, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm not. Like I said, I'm indifferent. I need to see. I need to see what he does here, and if 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 his game translates to Minnesota. You don't like any of these damn free agency picks I see, so that's that's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. McGriff, how you feel? I mean, Kirk Cousins, he may not have lit up the scoreboard in the NFC East, but he's in the he's in the North. And honestly, I'll just say it: probably Detroit and Minnesota has the best secondary. Green Bay has the worst. Chicago has the worst. So if you win your division, you're in the playoffs. As simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. Good move for Kirk Cousins, or good move for Minnesota. Uh, I think it's a good move for Kirk Cousins, not necessarily for Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I, uh, they need a quarterback, so they went and got a quarterback. Uh, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So you sure. don't believe in Kirk Cousins either? Uh, no. Wow. I haven't I haven't seen it, man. I, I haven't. Right. I have I, mean, I miss I miss what is I miss I, watching him in watching him in college was fun and good and all, but in the NFL, eh. Wow. T V are, are you good in the XFL or something. Wow. 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 <laughs> are we going to agree on this one? Or I don't think you feel that way about Kirk Cousins. I don't think so. Um, if I'll, I'll say this, I, I don't think I don't think it's a bad move for Minnesota, and I don't think it's a bad move for Kirk Cousins. Um, apparently, this move shows that Minnesota is Minnesota wants to win now, and that Kirk Cousins felt like this situation with Minnesota will give him the best chance. To not only win a division, but possibly win the Super Bowl. I mean, you got one of the best defenses, one of the best run defenses, one of the best secondaries in Minnesota, 
And then keep in mind, Pat Shermer was the offensive coordinator at the time uh, when Case Keenan was a quarterback. So that kind of helped alleviate some of that pressure. But now that off, uh, offensive coordinator, John, I believe, Del Flippio, is there in Minnesota, who was the uh, quarterback's coach for the Eagles, for Carson Wentz and uh, Nick Foles, I think that's really going to help Kirk Cousins also. He's going to have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the, to the offensive firepower that Minnesota is going to put out. But uh, I don't I don't see that as a bad thing, man. I mean, when you spend this type when you spend that type of money, that tells me that hey, we're we're, we're trying to win and we're trying to win now. In Kirk Cousins' career, he has thrown 99 touchdowns and 55 interceptions. He has thrown over 16,000 yards in a quarterback completion rating of 65.5. I don't, I don't understand why the, the criticism. I guess I understand it to a degree, but he's only had three full seasons to show us something. He backed up a quarterback for the remaining parts of the time when he was in his career. So I give him some time, but he's with the right team. I, it's better than – can we agree that he's – Better off in Minnesota than he is Denver. Uh, he was in, in, in Washington. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, Denver. Denver is going through it right now. Yeah, unfortunately, their, their decline is drastic. And even on the defense, they're not even. It's kind. Of, they're going through the same thing with, with as Seattle right now. That defense is stout as it was. Oh. It's a lot of holes in it now. A lot of Eagles and and it's it, it appears to be. But a depreciated product out there, even on the defensive side of the ball, and we already knew they had question marks at, on the offense. But they they said they pretty much openly said our defense is going to carry us. We just need a mediocre quarterback with a with a number on the, on their back, and we'll be fine. And it looks like they're still doing that, having that same philosophy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else, fellas, from free agency that we did not cover? You guys want to touch on or anything? No, nah, I'm uh, um, pretty much my thoughts besides, right now. Besides possibly Jordy Nelson going to the Raiders, so uh, that's huge. I think that's I think that's going to be an interesting look because of John Gruden being back out on the West Coast, and of course that whole uh, you know his offensive scheme is is, is pretty much the uh, almost similar to the late uh, um, um, San, Francisco, San Francisco Niners coach. I can't think of it. Bill Wash. So the West yep. Coast offense. So he's going to run that West Coast offense. So there's going to be a lot of similarities in it. And his offensive scheme, just like uh, compared to Mike McCart- McCarthy's uh, offensive scheme in, in, in uh, Green Bay. So I think I'm going to definitely keep my eye out on the Raiders, keep my eye on the Raiders in this upcoming season. So I think that's something, we, I think that's, that's something a lot of people should pay attention to. What about – we didn't talk a lot about the Lions, but why not? Let's bring it up. They bringing in some old-ass running backs. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't know what the, what what is Detroit doing, fellas? Because Frank Gore is not the answer, right? I mean, my God, no, right? Please, what is Detroit doing? Does anybody know? Does anyone ever know what Detroit is doing? Like, is that a question? That's one of those. That's one of those. If a tree falls in the forest, and no one's there. Does it still make a sound? Question like. Nobody knows until the season starts, and then we still don't know, but we keep cheering. I, do you really keep cheering, McGriff? Chris, do you want to have this conversation right now? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you really cheer, McGriff? I'm just curious. 
Yes, I do. I cheer uh-huh. honestly. Hmm. What's an honest cheer sound like then? Because that's a new one. What's an honest cheer sound like? Sounds, sounds the same as that tree in the forest, man. <laughs> <laughs> has to, because I'm like, what's an honest cheer sound like? It probably hey, happens, like, but you yeah. don't hear it. <laughs> okay, well, the views and opinions of Brandon Ellis are not necessarily <laughs> an honest cheer. An honest cheer, an honest cheer is standing up uh-huh. and clapping when they uh-huh. get something right, and yelling and screaming and being happy, and standing uh-huh. up and cursing at them when they do something inevitably stupid. Isn't that just cheering, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't. Understand it. It's honest cheering, Chris. <laughs> okay, I'm not man. Gonna I, sugarcoat I, everything and say I, that they are the greatest team to ever play the game and everything I, they man. do is golden. And the only sure. reason they can't win in the playoffs is because they are a I, very regular season team. Very they are a regular subject. season team. They want to shine in the regular season. They don't need very, the season. They very don't need sensitive it. They're lying. Not mean to make you feel that way. I'm sorry. We'll take a oh, break. Questions you don't want answers. <laughs> cool off. <laughs> Cooler heads will prevail through this one. Uh, when we come back, we'll take a caller. And then, fellas, I got two questions. One is a theory on LeBron James, and the other one is simply, have we seen the greatest run come to an end with the San Antonio Spurs? We'll okay. touch on those two. Com- yep. McGriff, you'll be able to keep up. Trust mm. <laughs> you can keep up, man, on those questions. I promise you, when we come back, FT Sports Podcast. Remember, only you can tell which sounds are correct to your ears and your environment. Your equalizer provides you with the means to make any and all corrections that you, in your new capacity as audio playback engineer, determine to be the most accurate. Say again. Welcome to the beginning of the end. I'm killing the ball, reviving her with a pen, a boomerang, bring it back to literal sense. How many wish they had 15 more cents to make a buck at some point in your timeline? The flow funky, imagination expands mine. I try to climb above all irrelevant, stand atop the pedestal like a gold medalist. Y'all relish, trying to be facetious. I'm monogamous with a bun. I don't need it. That boy's hot dog. Look, for 24-7, raw, I can never be cooked. It ain't always about Killing for beef, I'm a hunter for beef. My venison speech is untamed and wild. UFO, like I'm foreign, unseen before. With a mic, what we eat in the night? Come on, we'll play at an open mic. I'll confuse for buffet, doom say. For the fence, I do it every time, but I can't help it. It reminds me of the skies I came from. Don't fall, cause I'm not tripping. I landed in the Midwest, caught by the mitten. That's Detroit, baby. FT Sports Podcast, welcome back. 646-668-2182 is the number. Hopefully that two-minute countdown calm the grip down. I didn't mean to make them upset. It was just a question about the Lions and honest fandom there. Sure, he's relaxed now. Sure, his gear is still intact. It hasn't been burnt yet. But welcome back. Shout out to my cousin, man. He, um, he is number six. 
in the ratings, the rankings here in the state of Michigan as far as artists are concerned. He dropped a new album just recently, and he's number six on the charts. Uh, shout out to my cousin, man, West Nilo, um, West Nile, if you would, uh, doing his thing. I'll put the link up there for people to uh, to tune in, listen to some of his music, some great stuff on Verb Nation. But he is number six here in the city of Detroit. Uh, keep doing your thing, cousin. Appreciate you, man. 646-668-2182 is the number. Got the crew back in here. Um, FT Sports Podcast. We have a call. I recognize the number. Darius, what is up, my friend? Hey, what's up to everybody to the crew tonight? <laughs> what's up, Darius? Hey, um, doing good on my bracket so far. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not so much. Uh, Miami got popped. So, yeah, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I like to talk about the NFL free agency. <laughs> All right. And the, yeah, my I was surprised with the Browns getting Landry, then getting Tyrod Taylor because he's going to be the starter, and then all these other free agent moves. Because to me, uh, they're going to still draft the quarterback because I already see the writing on the wall. I don't but, know, man. All these, I wouldn't be surprised I if they go you, defense. I, uh, we're going to get a defensive player. I think uh, it depends on what that new general manager, that new front office, it does. But I'm I'm kind of perplexed about that uh, Kirk Cousins because I think he's overrated. Wow. Man, maybe I'm just not seeing something that Kirk Cousins that everybody else sees, but okay. You got to uh, see that. Again, it's kind of that body language, Chris. It's, it's similar to uh, Sam Bradford. You know, I know Jay Cutler is just—he's been actually just labeled the worst when it comes to that. But even, sure. like, it's something about that man. Like, you know, the numbers is nice; they look good. You can't argue that. But it's, like the demeanor, like, is the team truly buying into it? When I'm watching them play, the body language of those receivers, the offensive line—it it just doesn't scream like, "Yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to get this done for us." Like, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to go there, I, I, I'll go there. I mean, based on what you mm-hmm. just said. Okay. I, I, I got to mention my quarterback because these damn receivers don't catch the ball for Matthew Stafford. Sometimes their body mm-hmm. language is all the way off. Are you going to say that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say the same narrative about Matthew Stafford? Because I don't believe that about Matthew Stafford. No, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm not. I think that team definitely supports Matthew Stafford. I think uh, again, Matthew Stafford makes some some poor decisions. But I think that ultimately they know he's tough. They know that he's going to be out there giving it his all. And they know that he's, he's invested. He, he looks to be the leader of that team. And I don't have any questions about that when I see him out there. And, and Like you said, his receiver's not doing their job. That's something different, somebody else not doing their job. I'm talking about when there's doubt in the players and then when there, there's, there's murmurs in that locker room and there's questions about if he's that guy or not. I, no, you don't get that from Matt Stafford and his locker room. I've seen it in Kirk Cousins in that locker room a few times. Now, I get it. Washington is a toxic place, so that may have something to do with it. It's an overall toxic environment. But that's where I'm coming from. Those players, they, they just, they've been very open about having concerns about if he's that guy or not. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Darius, let me ask you a quick question about Cleveland because Cleveland's made some – honestly, they made a lot of noise. You said that they might go quarterback. So, if Saquon Barkley is on the market and you definitely need somebody else on the defensive line or on the defensive side of the ball, if Saquon Barkley is on the board when you draft at four, 
because you're going to draft that one, and I think you should go defensive player at that time. Do you grab Saquon Barkley or do you get a quarterback? Oh. Because, see, I don't think Cleveland goes and get a quarterback if they're in that scenario. And I don't think they get a quarterback, especially when next year there's going to be better quarterbacks available. That's a tough question. Now, number one, that depends on what they do. If, look, for argument's sake, if they let's say if, Barkley, if they go Barkley number one, then that number four pick might be a defensive player or trade bait. But if if Barkley fell to number four, and there's one of them good defensive players, I have to probably get him because he because he's like one of them. Uh, explosive type running backs that could take it to the house anytime. TV, you agree with that? Saquon Barkley is on the board, number four. Cleveland went defense, number one, draft pick, which they need. But if Saquon Barkley is on the board at four, you get him versus a quarterback. Um, if, he's on the board, if he's on the board at four, I mean, I, I'll pick him up. You know, um, if you're really trying to build, if you're trying to build this thing, you know, go ahead and get one of the one of the one of the best players available in the draft. And I mean, we've seen what happened. You know, with, with prime example, we saw what happened when Dallas picked took Ezekiel Elliott with you know what I believe he was a top five pick, and you know it start it, it's, it's looking great. And hopefully, yeah. if Cleveland does do that, you hope the same thing. But you got to ask yourself. Does Cle- does the, do the Cleveland does the Cleveland Browns have the offensive line prime and ready for Saquon Barkley to be able to have to, you know to be able to provide that type of offensive impact? And then if not, then how long is it going to take to build, or do you just say you know what we're going to go in a different direction and say Saquon Barkley falls into somebody else's hands? But I mean, I don't know, man. You, you, just, you just it's 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 one of those things you just got to you got to weigh all options, but. If I'm Cleveland, I'll take Saquon Barkley if he's available at four. Because either way, I'm going to either get Saquon Barkley with, with the number one pick and then I'm going to get the player at number four or vice versa. But either way, I'm getting, I'm getting, those, two, I'm getting those two players. And here are some of the quarterbacks that are going to be free agents in 2019. Josh McCown, Nick Folds, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Schaub, for whatever that's worth. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Colt McCoy, Landry Jones, trash. So trash. For, <laughs> I uh, mean, they're folks. they're backups, man. Oh, I I, I, I want to see Foles do something. <laughs> I mean, come man. on, I, I of course expect... they're trash. I like Foles. I like it's, Nick. It's, it's interesting. I just I like Cleveland what they're doing. I. The draft is gonna it's gonna tell it all. Right now, we all know they're gonna win at least one game next season, right? I I don't think they're gonna go on sixteen again, right? They're not. Yeah, they're gonna win more than they're gonna win some games, okay? I got, <laughs> no, they're gonna I, win I some they, games. The way the way the way they've been active in in the off in this uh, free agency, man, I think they'll win more than five games. Ooh. I, I was generous. I think they I think they'll win seven. Ooh. They got Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. They got Carlos Hyde. If they go get a running back and Saquon Barkley, they got a one-two punch there. They got a stud and a tight end. Now they got Fields as a backup tight end, so now they're going to load up the offensive line, as you can see. They got Tyrod Taylor that can escape the pocket. He may not throw you 400 yards, but he can give you at least 200 yards easy. 
two touchdowns, maybe an interception here or there. Um, and they got some, they got wide receivers. They got a squad. The defense was actually pretty decent last year. It just couldn't put it together offensively. Seven games. Why not? I mean, why not, man? You trying to lose another bet? I'll take that. No. I'll take you up on that. No. No. <laughs> no. We ain't even uh, at the draft, man. I just said seven games, man. That, the fact that we're not even at the, the draft yet, and you're already confident in seven says. I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident that a team in the AFC North will decline, and a team will have to step up. And Cleveland might be the team to step up, while Baltimore find, finds themselves on the ground. I do not believe nah, in the Baltimore that, Ravens. Baltimore's consistent, though, man. They're going to give you about eight games every year, and uh, hopefully I more than that. In, I do not believe in the Baltimore Ravens and that offensive line. The worst in the NFL. The worst offense in the NFL. Do not believe in the Baltimore Ravens on a decline year, where you don't know what you're going to get from from Matt Fluco. You, you, you don't so know. You just you just you just said that they're worse. Like so, you're telling me they're worse than Cleveland. Like is that what I'm hearing from you? I just said a team is going to decline from the AFC North, and a team is going to step up. Cleveland might be the team to step up. I, I said seven games. I just said seven games. I'm not confident in that. I, said, I, I want to see them do well, man. I mean, damn. Come I, on, Brandon. Do you really want to see this franchise continue to be as bad as they've been? I mean, my God. They, they're bad, man. Come on, can you give them seven games, bro? <laughs> seven games to speak, man. That's, just, that's, just, that's, just, that's an aggressive level of uh, confidence, man. I, I don't know if I can support that. Oh, man. I got the hiccups. <laughs> Anywho. You growing, man? Anywho, I want to move on to the to the NBA real fast, gentlemen, because I have a theory about LeBron James that I want to share with you, as well as ask the question about the San Antonio Spurs. So here's the theory about LeBron. LeBron James just recently came out and said that I age like wine. Last season, oh he wasn't saying any of that. He was sitting Not back saying hell, that huh? rest was necessary and – you know, we are preparing for the playoffs and blah, 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 like they're not preparing for the playoffs. Now, just the narrative seems different. Is it because that he wants to give the city of Cleveland everything he has for his final season? Like, the mystery is, it's just, he's not going to be in Cleveland next year. Is it that he's given us everything he has for the city of Cleveland so he doesn't have to feel like the, he's abandoning the fans again once he leaves Cleveland? Or does he really genuinely believe that he's getting better at his at an age that he's at. I think it's a combination of both. I mean, if you look at the numbers he has, he's getting better. Like his team is declining, and he, this is probably one of the overall one of the worst teams that he's had in a while. And he, I mean, his numbers have been through the roof. Now, I will say that once again, this is a league where you can easily pad your stats, uh, i.e., Russell. Uh, Westbrook, but I think I think ultimately he has he has found a way to keep himself rejuvenated, fresh, and healthy. Man, he's been healthy his entire career, but he's he's in top physical form right now. And, and um, there's been no decline in his game as he's gotten older. He's actually had one of his best physical seasons period in his entire career right now. But that's not that's that's don't change the narrative. I asked you in regards of what he said. Last year, he came out and said around this time, rest was necessary. They're preparing for the playoffs. He likes to rest. He mm-hmm. wants to rest, blah, 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 blah. Now, he wants to right. play. He wants to play. He doesn't want to sit out. He wants to play. He wants to play. He wants to play all 82 well, games. Last season, he had well, the best team of, of his career. This season, not so much, and he wants to play. 
Well, I mean, it would make sense that he wants to play if if the if the team is not where they need to be, and he's in jeopardy of missing his missing his uh, appearance in the finals. He's you know for the first time in eight years. I mean, so yeah, I think it does make sense that. And then on top of that, he let's be real. There's whispers, and I don't even know if it's a whisper at this point, but there's questions about his leadership. Well, that's and, what I'm trying to uh, say. This year more. Than, this year more than ever. So I think, yeah, I think it. Once again, he's the he's the king of marketing and making great business decisions, man. This is this is another this is this is another point point and tail point and show that this is what he's about. So well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's trying to save face. Oh uh, yeah, he sure is. And, and I, that's what I said to you. I was like, he is. And then on top of that, I would agree that the man is aging like some wine right now. Like I can't, I, you know, like yeah, I watched my boy Kobe decline. No, I'm saying I've watched Kobe decline. You, that's the words you use. You you were quoting the man. No, so I'm, I'm no no. I'm that. quoting no. I'm quoting what he said. I just said that. He did. You're say quoting that. the man. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is yes. He's in, in his what is this? His 17th, I thought he 18th said year. Else. It's all good. <laughs> in his 17th to 18th year, he's, he's like, I I can't tell that he's in he's 17 years in the game right now. I can't. TV, what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I just think, uh, I think LeBron just said something right else. Damn it. No, he, he didn't say nothing else. He, he said, it, yeah, he, yeah. But anyway, um, I think he's just saying all the right things before before his departure, man. That's what I think. He's just saying what needs to be said. He's been politically correct before he leaves mm-hmm. Cleveland for a second time. It's obvious. He's just trying to say Yep. And if he knows he's yeah. not going to make a a deep run, and when I say deep run, is is questionable if they if they're going to win a, a championship this year. It, it would make more sense for him to be out there every every night, putting it on, putting it, putting the team on his back, and, and pretty much trying to repair the questions that that a few people have right now, in regards to his loyalty and then ultimately his his leadership. Fair enough. Let's switch over to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, McGriff, sorry. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, so, um, I agree with TV. Uh, we all know, like, we all remember the big deal LeBron made when he uh, didn't know if he was going to go to Miami or not. Then he made the press conference and uh, said he was taking his talent to South Beach, yada, 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 yada. Like, and we all see the the way that man plays dramatically on the floor, and by dramatically I mean when he flops. Um, so he knows how to work his audience. He knows how to get emotion and play with people's emotions, and he knows how to say the right things at the appropriate time. We all know good and gosh darn well that LeBron is all about winning championships, and he is not all about team loyalty. Um, if the Pistons were doing great and there was a way he could get to the Pistons, LeBron would be a Piston. Uh, so, yeah, he's just saying what he has to say to appease the powers that be before he goes and flips the script and goes somewhere else. Fair enough. 646-668-212 is the number. The San Antonio Spurs, gentlemen in the Western Conference, 
three of their last ten games. They lost a lot of games in the last couple of weeks. They're playing the Pelicans right now. They're up by, I want to say, nine points. Um, but they are on the outside looking in right now. They're the ninth seed in the NBA playoffs if it was to start today. It's not saying much because in the Western Conference, there's only two and a half games separating four to nine. In the Eastern Conference, there's three and a half to four games separating four to nine. So San Antonio still has a chance, but the re- their remaining schedule is not easy. They still got to see Golden State a few times. They got to play OKC, Houston a few times in there as well. A couple games on the road. Does the Spurs make the playoffs or do they win 50 games? One of those streaks got to come to an end, gentlemen. What, which one of those end this year? So your question is, will they make the playoffs or does their 50-game they, winning streak end? Which one of the streaks win? Because the only two franchises oh, in sports, in all four major sports, to make 20 playoffs or more in 20 consecutive years – were the San Antonio Spurs and the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings ended last year. The Spurs is on the verge of ending it this year. There's only one franchise that has won 50-plus games like the Spurs have in the last 20-plus years. They're the only team to do it. That might come to an end as well. One of those streaks has got to end because yeah. their remaining schedule is no, uh, tough. Which one of those is going to end? I, I, the the 50-plus uh, winning streak ends. Uh, I think they made the playoffs for sure. I, I don't see Greg Popovich not, not getting his team in the playoffs. Um, I'm really impressed with the, the coaching job that he's done with them right now. Being in the Western Conference, the level of competition, and them, him still literally being in the thick of things between, you know, a two two to three games being a difference between, him, between his team being the third third seed in the West. Uh, all the injuries, you know, even the, the tough decisions he had to, he's had to make, you know, pretty much bringing Tony Parker off the bench at this point. Uh, the injury to Pau Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, and they, they're still they're still playing competitive basketball every night, and they're disciplined. Like it says a lot based off of the consistency of, of him as a coach and that team overall, and the respect that they have for for themselves, and even the job that he's doing with Kawhi. Like you know, as much as we want to try and say that you know, and it is kind of controversy controversy tied there. Pop has done a, an amazing job with with his players, and. Um, even uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, he's had to change his, his thought process to to stay relevant as a coach. And I don't know if people remember this, but he's lost all of his big players have transitioned out pretty much. You have two of them still on the roster taking up space, but the fact that he still has them there um, and they're 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 vocal leaders, it, it says everything. So yeah, man, that streak the streak is over for fifty games. Um, I think if they lose two more, it's a wrap. The no, they they make the playoffs for sure. They're not. They're not going to miss the playoffs. Okay, TV. Um, I I, I got to agree with Brandon, man. I think a streak of uh, fifty plus wins, man. I think it comes to an end. Um, you know, with the number, you know, with, with injuries, especially to their star player and Kawhi Leonard. Um, this thing comes to an end, but they'll definitely make the playoffs. Uh, give credit to. Um, Coach Pop for you know making things happen with the you know with the people that's available, but uh, I don't know, man. This 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 Spurs team isn't you know or you, well the Spurs team just isn't the same as it as it was in previous seasons, man. But uh, you know that's 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 a big thing to do. That's a major thing to do to win fifty plus games and what you, what you say ten plus or fifteen plus seasons. I mean that's 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 impressive, man. I mean I think since nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight. 
yeah, exactly. So a lot of a lot of a lot of teams and and the major four sports can't really say that. I mean, besides the Red Wings, but you know that's a different story. But mm-hmm. they'll make the playoffs. But as far as winning fifty win winning fifty games, that that'll definitely uh, come to an end this season. Well, Griff, what you think? You had to pick a streak. Which one's going to come to an end? <clears throat> uh, what are the twists? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ham burger. <laughs> oh man. Six four six 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 eight two one eight two is the number. Um, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I don't even know how to really say anything after that, man. Um, Nothing to be said. Yeah, yeah. Real fast, the Detroit Pistons. Um, fair to say that, yeah. Fair, fair to say that um, they they just they haven't gotten any better. They just who the Pistons? Because there was a lot, yeah. Because there was a lot of people that when we got Blake Griffin that said, "Hey, I told you so. They're going to do well. They're going to do this." After they won like three games straight with Blake Griffin or something like that nature, um, the Pistons haven't done anything since that streak. No, they're trash. I think like, they need to go back to the palace. Take them them back to the palace. They were losing at the palace. What do you say? At least they weren't in. They were not in the city limits then. They were those Arvin Hills systems. Man, they want our. They want our business. They were. In, go, they man. were right next door to a Pontiac Lion. Man, 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 man Gundy gotta go. He said they was losing there too. They was. Man, Gundy gotta hate, go. Hate to make, man. Hate make man. a two-hour drive just to watch this team lose and then drive back another two hours. It's hey. not fun. TV. <laughs> didn't we talk about this though? Didn't we talk about the 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 coach that you know they were coaching and try to run player operations? It just doesn't work. Greg Popovich tried it. Phil, um, I'm not Phil Jackson. Um, Philip, uh, Doc, Doc, Phil Rivers. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers tried it. I mean, it just doesn't work. Stan Van Gundy is not even on the caliber of those guys, man. Not even close. Oh, uh, it's working in Minnesota. Tip it though. Is is it? I mean, yeah. Minnesota's in the playoffs right now. The playoff hunt, I should say. I mean, but well, again, I mean, I mean the I mean the Pistons went to the playoffs and they got swept. So if Minnesota gets to the playoffs and gets swept, how can we say it's working? I mean, I think the end result is if you're gonna wear both hats, you got to deliver a championship because you're put in that position as a person that can actually not just evaluate talent but put everything together and not really have to answer to anybody but the owner himself. So unless you get a championship out of you know out of out of that situ- out of uh, being, you know, wearing those two hats, I don't. It's, it's not working. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, interesting. All I right. mean, that's that's that's. I mean, I mean, that's just me. That's that's just how I'm looking. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, you know, with Doc Rivers, yeah, they, you know, the Clippers. I mean, what, what was he? The coach and the vice president of basketball operations. So yeah, yeah they made the postseason. But again, when you put in that, when you have that other position as you know, if I like, you know, that office position, okay, I'm giving you these responses because I know you see things differently from my own perspective, 
and I'm expecting you to deliver results, not just playoff wins, not just division titles, but I'm expecting a championship. And you know what, Van Gundy, he, he's, a, he's a good coach. I, I, I never thought of him, I never thought of him be, as being that guy that could bring the Pistons back to being, I guess you could say, respectable. So either he gives up that position as a as the vice president of basketball operations or, you know, bring in somebody else. But it doesn't help when also you have an owner that's just – I mean, he's, he's non-existent. It's pretty – the owner just pretty much says, okay, here you go. Do what you want. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just make more money. And that's pretty it. Pretty much. Good point, TV. Good point. I didn't. I really didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, if you're VP of, of basketball operations, your job is to put together a roster that's championship worthy. This roster is yes, not even playoff worthy. Like, not even close. Mm. Not even. Oh close. my gosh. And oh we're in another gosh. year, gentlemen, where there's two teams right now on the outside of the Western Conference that will have a 500 record, where on the Eastern Conference there's a team that's barely uh-huh. holding on to 500, and that's the Miami Heat. They're the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. It's so bad in the NBA. They need to just get rid of the playoff structure altogether. It's so right. bad in the D. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, right now, yeah, you said it, you said it best, Chris. Um, San Antonio, if the playoffs will start, if the playoffs will start right now, San Antonio will be out of the playoffs. So will the Denver Nuggets. Damn. I mean, they're both over 500. Damn. Six mm-hmm. games. Six, between six and eight games over 500. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's get into some rapid fire, gentlemen. Uh, where's this track at? I can't find it. Rapid fire. <laughs> Series of questions. I will ask rapid fire questions here. Let's see how We can keep it here. <laughs> Madness Madness is the name of the show Uh, Oklahoma State did not make the tournament TV How do you feel about Uh, that? Is that a question? Yeah (laughs) Oklahoma State did not make Oklahoma State did not make the tournament Oklahoma did 18 and 13 Oklahoma State had the better record overall Mm-hmm. The NCAA just does not know how to get this right, right? They just do not know how to get this right. It means it means nothing, man. I mean, it's not going to stop the average fan from watching the tournament. So, I didn't even know Oklahoma State not being in the tournament. So, apparently, it means nothing. Okay. McGriff? <laughs> nah, I mean, upsets happen every year. It is what it is. I'm not mad. B. Ellis. It's some BS. Um, Oklahoma should have been in there, man. (laughs) 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 You don't even believe that. It's BS. Some BS. BS. Oh no, they uh, didn't they take care of Oklahoma twice? They had a better record. Penn State and Nebraska had a better record as well. They're in the NIT. All all I'm saying is Oklahoma got in for no reason, and they were already on like a seven-game losing streak. And, and you, know why, you, you, you know why Oklahoma got in, Ellis. You already know why. I, I know why, but it, that them getting in impacted Oklahoma State that actually beat them and had a better record. So that's why I'm saying it's BS in my opinion. They got it wrong completely. Tiger Woods is back on the green. Ooh. 
Ooh. Tiger Woods, second place in his Tiger last Tiger Woods, y'all. And he is Tiger, in contention again. Perfect. Is this a good thing for the game of golf, gentlemen? True or false? Tiger Woods, good for golf. True. Uh, um, this this man has um, literally like humbled himself. At first, everybody, he was winning everything, and he was arrogant, and everybody kind of hated him. Now he seems a little bit more... Humane, you know, they look a little bit more uh, of a character humane. and a figure. Human, man, look at that. If you want to, he he seems to be humanized at this point as somebody somebody that people can relate to and actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought so, but for some reason I'm being questioned. But um, like I said, he's more relatable at this point in his, in his career. <laughs> I said the same thing before. Okay. Good analysis there, Ellis. Um, is this humane for the game of golf, TV? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you know, Tiger Woods being back in the, back in the news. I mean, back, you know, back back in the media, man. I mean, this is a this, this is a good thing, man. I mean, you know, I can think back when Tiger Woods came out, you know, with his Tiger Woods golf for PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. So this 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 is good for golf, man. McGriff. It's a good thing, man. I mean, I'm happy to see Tiger getting back on his feet. You know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of lot of memes coming out because of because uh, of Tiger. You know, and uh, it wasn't because of golf. So I'm Tiger. glad he's getting back to his room. Tiger. You know, he Tiger. he finally Tiger. acknowledged that he's uh, Tiger. Tiger. He, he, he finally Tiger. acknowledged that he's uh, a citizen of Wakanda. Tiger. You know. Perfect. He, uh, he, he finally admitted he wanted to be a part of the brotherhood. So uh, go ahead, Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> you trying? Tiger you up trying. a cut. Tiger up a Tiger. Oh, Tiger my God. <laughs> Richard Sherman. Bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Richard Sherman. <laughs> Moved on to the San Francisco 49ers on a three-year contract. Um, are they ready to win the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not – I mean, what? that's a very good pickup for them. He's a good defensive player. Now he's coming back off of the McKeeley's, uh, uh tear, so we got to see if he's ready to go. Uh, but I, they, they still have questions, man. Like Kyle Shanahan has a lot to prove, and so does Garoppolo. So ready to, I mean, that it's an open division at this point in time, though, because the Rams had a very quick turnaround. So that being said, it's possible. But uh, I, I like the Rams' uh, chances a little bit more than San Francisco this upcoming year. McGriff. <laughs> I mean, it's a very good pickup, but they still ain't gonna do nothing. Sorry. I mean, at least I'll have fun these last few years in the league. TV? Uh, no, man. Um, I don't know if people have been paying attention, but the Rams in that division has been making moves. And they got, what, two of the best cornerbacks they picked up. And then, of course, they still got defensive tackle Aaron Donald. I mean, they still got uh, – they still got uh, uh, Baron, Mike, um, Mike Baron, or Mark Baron, excuse me. So, no, Niners not winning the NFC West. And for Richard Sherman, it's, 
I think this I think that move was kinda of reactive based on what happened with Seattle, but um no nah, man, I don't see it happen. But even with the moves that the the Rams made this off season, last season they had all this firepower and they didn't really do much in the playoffs. Was it just the, the, the youth that caused it or they just not ready for that stage yet? I mean, what would you what would you say the reasons for the Rams performing the way that they did in the playoffs? <clears throat> Um, I say it's, I say it's a combination, man. I mean, you probably had maybe one or maybe five, five to seven players that actually had some playoff experience or so. But um, it, it, it's just you know they always tell you when you go to the playoffs, everything is faster. I mean, from the game to the, you know, as far as like the calling the plays, everything is just ten times heightened. So I think it was, I think it was just a combination of both. But I think if if the Rams were to get back to the postseason uh, this coming season, man, I think they'll be able to actually, you know, advance further down. Fair enough. Another NFL question. Back on the Arizona Cardinals, Adrian Peterson will or has been released from the Arizona Cardinals. Should he retire or should another team pick him up like, I don't know, the Giants? Oh, boy. Uh, man. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he goes, you know, play again. Why not? If, he, if he's still got something left in the tank, hopefully he can uh, he can show he can showcase that. Bielis? Yeah, man. Um, if he has something left in the tank, to go ahead and play, man. I mean, he's he's, he's still in top physical position. I just said that. I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like what is going on? Like, like I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm just trying, I'll shut the f up permanently, man. Go ahead, Chris. Back to you, buddy. <laughs> McGriff. Huh? Bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, uh, that was his answer. Last uh, question here. No, no, keep playing, keep playing. If you got somewhere to go to give, give it. Forgive. Uh, What'd you say? Forgive. <laughs> I don't know if you gentlemen saw the video or heard of the video. But should the Giants reconsider Odell Beckham Jr. with the social media video that did surface this past week? Cocaine Cowboy? (laughs) (laughs) Booger Sugar. Booger Sugar. sugar. (laughs) I mean, legitimate question, right? In the NFL, talent rules everything. I mean, it was a man that still played football after throwing a female on top of rifles, for goodness sakes. They shouldn't uh, reconsider him playing for the Giants, uh, but they by no means should give him anywhere close to what he's trying to request. Like, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I thought you were going to shut the F up for the rest of the show, man. <laughs> oh, I, okay. Yeah, he, apparently that's he didn't say for the rest of the show. He said yeah. forever. Oh, forever. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh. Ever, ever? I guess, I'll, I guess I'll drop off this line uh, and <laughs> proceed up, with my evening. Shut up. I, I will fight no more for uh, so, McGriff, yeah, your response oh, to the question is Booger Sugar. Booger Sugar. <laughs> that wasn't my response, but, I mean, that's what he was doing. Uh, What's your response yeah, to that? He, 
he if if he can pass a drug test, oh, then he should be allowed to play, but for less money. Uh, that that one-handed behind yourself catch was years ago. Uh, your antics need to add up to something. So uh, you can take that pay cut and uh, and earn it. TV. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't, really, I haven't seen the video, man. But based on what everybody's been saying, man, I think um, the Giants really need to think about this decision when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr. for the long haul, man. I mean, that's that's disturbing, dude. Seriously, that's just disturbing. Last question. That didn't it's make all good when you're winning, TV. What happened? I said it's all good when you're winning. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, that, Cowboys yeah, had another yeah, receiver that was similar like that. But uh, yeah, they were that's winning. What Bobby Brown, that's, that's what Bobby Brown said for the new edition. As long as they keep selling records, it's all good, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're not selling records in New York right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, Gentlemen, no that, man. AMC announced that they will have a, tw- a 31 or 32-hour marathon of all Marvel movies as they prepare for the Marvel movie. Um, Avengers Affinity Wars For those who haven't seen all the Marvel movies Gentlemen, would you recommend anybody going to AMC theaters For 32 hours to catch up? Um, <laughs> they I mean, fandom is real, man That's it. They did this before, before the Age of Ultron came out So it's not like this is a new thing They did it before The fandom is real, man Um Great films throughout the Marvel Universe right now. Like, if you have the time, why not? 32 hours, McGriff. Would you recommend somebody to do that? I mean, if you haven't seen them and you're you're starting to be into Marvel, then go for it. Um, what, what what channel is doing this? No, AMC. The uh, It's not the channel. It's actually the theater. <laughs> oh, AMC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's, that's a legitimate question. I mean, I know. I thought that was a legitimate question. I thought that was a legitimate question. I thought that was a legit. I thought that was a legit. I thought that was a good question. Don't let TV do that to you, man. Don't no, because I was saying, though, no, like, if it was going to be on regular TV, that's a live commercial, you know? <laughs> oh, baby. What channel was this? <laughs> Flame on. <laughs> Oof. Anybody else do brackets this year? Uh, I, did I did not, not man. That's the idea. 
not the slightest idea. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough, man. Fair enough. <laughs> TV in my Shut my bias towards the NCAA, I did that my brackets at like eleven fifty five. Who's in your final four and who's winning the national championship? Uh, my final four is University of Virginia, Gonzaga, West Virginia, <laughs> and Kansas. How far do you got Michigan? And no Michigan teams uh, in there whatsoever. Actually, I did. I did two brackets. I got so, so I got Michigan. In this bracket, I think I got Michigan going to the Sweet. I want to say the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. Then in my second okay. bracket, I actually had Michigan State winning the whole thing. Over, over Villanova. Oh, I want to say, uh, yeah, I want to say it's over over Villanova. Fair enough. Okay. Nice, sweet. In my bias, I just put a bracket together. I really care what what happened. I just I, I picked Villanova to win one, and I think uh, Michigan to win another over Michigan State. So oh, that that's real. Shows you. I, I mean, I thought Villanova would be the safe pick. So, there you go. There you go. All right. Gentlemen, great show tonight. Uh, For those who want to catch us um, and you don't listen to us live, you can obviously go to our website, www.ftsportspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at fanstalksports.com. Or you can send us an email at any time at ftsportspodcast at gmail.com. You call in 646-668. 2182, it's the number, every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Anybody got closing remarks? Anybody want to say anything or just get off the air? I mean, I, what? Yes? No? Uh, rest in peace to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that, McGriff. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Rest in peace Tom to Bruno. Stephen Hawking. And, um, man, I can't really think of anybody else. Oh, that's, actually, that's wrong with us. actually. Uh, prayers and blessings to those who may have lost somebody in today's events in Florida. A bridge collapsed. Actually kind of woke me up out of my sleep with the breaking news. Uh, scared the hell out of me when I when I saw it. But, um, you know, definitely praying for the families in Florida. Um, you dev- never want to see that. And I can only imagine driving and a bridge collapse. That's kind of sucks. But uh, prayers go out to everybody and everyone that's impacted by that and anybody's impacted by anything that's going on in the, in the country because it's a sick world. But hopefully our show brings you peace and some type of happiness at least for an hour and a half. So uh, for the crew, I'm C. Davis, B. Ellis, A.A. Ron TV. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. Right. Bonus round. <laughs>